Welcome back to Bread and Butter, everybody, where we are serving up the basics for Hearthstone improvement. And as always, I am joined by my co-host, Tito. Tito, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. And you're starting to nail that intro. I'm, I'm waiting for Deck Tech to do the <laughs> karaoke there because we're finally starting to, you know, hit a groove there. But enough about that. We have a guest. Why don't you um, tell us about that? Yeah, so we have uh, the unmuted man, myth, and legend of Squelch fame. Dano, Dano, how are you doing today? Good. A little bit overwhelmed. I'm not going to lie. I want this. I want to peek behind the curtain here, everybody. So here's what went on. So Doc's like, hey, here's how we do this. So we're, you know, go ahead and start recording. We're going to count down. We're going to do three, two, one, clap, three, two, one, clap. I'm like, cool, cool. He's like, okay. We do our claps. And then he's like, boom, intro. I'm like, whoa, okay, here we go. <laughs> Podcast time. Like on Squelch, yeah. we have like... 30 minutes of chat and all the jokes are used <laughs> up early. I'm just like, <laughs> but this is I'm doing good. I'm doing good. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. I will say I have been described as all gas, no brakes on multiple occasions. <laughs> let's let's, let's, uh, let's so, save that conversation for Blizzard though. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so fun news, everyone. Uh, this episode is being recorded two days after Bread and Butter's one-year anniversary. Yay! Congratulations! One year. Yes. It's a big deal. Good job. It is. And unfortunately, there had been some mishaps with uh, missing weeks and stuff because I was uh, a slave to the bakery I had worked at and was working like 85, 90 hours a week. Um, so we had missed a couple weeks there, so that's why we're yeah. on episode 42. But alas, we kept going, and that's what matters. Most of our conversations end up going like, hey, Doc, I thought that episode went really good. Maybe we should work on this. Maybe you should work on that. Maybe you should get a new job. Okay, so <laughs> eventually we got there. I did. Uh, okay, so the show, that's what's important here. Episode 42. Uh, Dano, what have you been doing inside Hearthstone? Ah, uh, but playing Hearthstone. Yeah, no. Uh, so a little bit of twist. Uh, having fun with twist for the most part. Playing the Jay Cthune Rogue. Um, having good times with that. It's a lot of mirrors. It's a bunch of mirrors and twist. Uh, it's either Jay Cthune Rogue. You're playing Warrior. Or you're playing playing Warlock. It seems to be the three classes that are are playable in Twist, which is it's fine. It is what it is. I've uh, been having fun with it. Uh, playing that random Yogless, a Hearthstone Twitter account posted in Twitter. Been playing that in Wild. Uh, that is a lot of fun. I've been having just a bunch of fun with that. Um, real, real, really you. good time. Uh, like just, yeah, two Yogs and a bunch of like randomness. Yeah, thank you very much. We'll do that with Romath as well. So it's just all, <laughs> it's all the dumb. Like it's just all the dumb. Uh, and then some standard, not a ton of standard. I'll be honest. Um, just because I put a lot of time in a twist, but enough still Fair. playing, playing mostly the same decks I was playing, uh, to legend last month. So playing some drum druid, playing some pally pally play, started playing the new, I'm sure we'll get in this later, but, um, tonight played the new, um, that that new rogue list with with the new yog in it, uh, with all the tendrils, mm -hmm. ten, 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 tendril rogue. I'm not sure what we're calling it, but played a whole bunch of that this set this evening. So, got opinions about it. I got opinions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, having fun. Hearthstone's been good. That's wonderful. Uh, Tito, what have you been doing in Hearthstone? I've been trying to get off the legend uh, floor. Because I am at the rank floor on Legend, I am playing, you know, all the folks in Diamond, which is fine. But I've also been trying to uh, play 
I'm still playing decks like Dancing Paladin, Dancing Earthen Paladin, which I was really hoping we we're going to get more tools in this mini set, and they really didn't. But it, it's still a fun deck. It's still got some iteration. It's, I'm playing Edelweiss's version. Um, I, I stopped taking it to THL, unfortunately. But I did um, play on the THL stream last uh, Sunday night, which was a lot of fun. Um, unfortunately, I lost. But I started off. I started off strong. I won my first two games, and then I just couldn't. I just couldn't get there with the demon hunter, the relic demon hunter. It was. It was interesting. It was tough. Uh, I had one turn where I kind of got flustered towards the end of the rope, and I was uh, the mage had played the card that gives them a bunch of four or fives across the board, and mm. and I was trying to do the maths and the yep. maths, whatever. But I think I played pretty well, and it was nice to come out the gate. Um, Win it a couple, and it keep it keeps my team with an outside chance of still getting into playoffs. So um, we'll see how these next two weeks goes. But um, yeah, aside from that, just uh, playing Hearthstone, enjoying it. Uh, how about yourself, Doc? Yeah, so I've been playing a lot of BGs. I'm still just shy of five k. It's been a brutal climb. Um, but I'll get there. I'll get there, and then hopefully I can get closer to six k. Uh, still haven't got everything's fine uh, anomaly where everyone starts at like 15 health or whatever it is. I forget. Um, everything's on fire. Yes, there we go. Uh, and then I've been playing some standard. I've been playing uh, no Glocko's uh, mech rogue list. And this is not with the new cards. This is a deck list I got like two weeks ago and I've just been playing it. And uh, having a zero star bonus when you get into platinum really sucks because <laughs> uh, it takes just as many games to go from plat 10 to plat six as it did to go from bronze five to platinum. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's a, uh, it's a grind, but it's, it's fun. Uh, Harson's is in a good spot right now. It's I've said it before. There's something to do in every corner of Hearthstone, except mercenaries. Like it's just, it's fun all over the place. Uh, yeah, so that's it for me and my, my Hearthstone adventures. Uh, Dano, what have you been doing outside of the game? Uh, I've been working. <laughs> I've been working a lot. Uh, not 90 hour weeks at the bakery. Uh, sorry. Well, uh, not, not, not that much work, but, uh, <laughs> um, no. So I work at a, you know, I work at a law school. I'm a career, I work in a career services office at a law school. And the students are all back and our first year students are now getting all situated. So we get we have some required workshops we have to get them, them set up for. And then uh, I had a, a, a JAG info session today where it was a whole lot of whole lot of stuff behind the scenes and that. So it was stressful work stuff. But then, um, yeah, I think uh, my son, Dean, is playing soccer. So going to a bunch of his soccer games has been great. Oh, heck Yeah. Yeah, so Dean's eight, and he's been. This is his first year playing soccer. He's having a bunch of fun. So, uh, for That's video awesome. game wise, I would say it's all Diablo three and Hearthstone for me. Uh, last season of Diablo three, season twenty nine, big. I mean, anyone who listens to Squelch knows that I play a fair amount of Diablo three, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. They introduced a uh, solo self find mode, which is so much fun. So. If you don't know what how Diablo 3 works, it's basically nothing matters. You just, it's all loot, right? Like the story, whatever. It's all just running and finding loot. And so what happens as seasons go on, people who do a lot of grouping tend to get a lot more gear because they are running a lot higher 
level content and that kind yep. of stuff. So this season, what they've introduced is solo self find, which means you have to find it by yourself. You can't have any of your other characters be finding gear. You can't have be finding gear with other players. You can't be trading with other players. So it's all stuff that you have to find on your own with a with a character that you leveled by yourself. And uh, super excited about it. So playing Crusader, I always play Crusader. And having just a ton of fun um, this weekend with it. We'll see how much I get to play because, like I said, work is kind of nutty. And then life is kind of nutty. But but yeah, so between Diablo 3 and, and Hearthstone, I say my video game but video game bucket is pretty full, pretty full. So nice, love to hear it. So, are you planning on switching over to D four seasons once this final D three season is over, or is that just not <laughs> captured you? Because I've heard a lot of people just say that D four just isn't doing it for them anymore. Not, not. So I, I, so I told, um, so I, I told my friends in a group chat that I wasn't going to touch D four until season five at the earliest. Just to, cause like fool me once, shame on me. You know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Right? Like, no, I'm not gonna do this mm-hmm. again. Where I spend seventy bucks on a game for it to bust out the gate, and um, and so I said, sit back. It's seasonal. There's no rush for me to play seasonal games. Every three months, it's a whole. You start from scratch again. So there's no big rush for me to jump in. I'm like, let me just sit back, see how it plays, see how the seasons go, see how the game plays out, and then I'll jump in. You know, Christmas at the earliest uh, to see how things are going. And, and so far, I'm looking pretty smart. <laughs> yeah. Looking pretty smart. Yeah, you are. <laughs> um, yeah, so for now, I would say my non-Diablo, like hack and slash ARPGs, I've been playing uh, Torchlight. Uh, Torchlight Infinite, they have a free-to-play mobile that's really good. Uh, there's some gotcha elements and some that kind of stuff that you don't have to participate in. So that's really fun. Torchlight's a fun game. So I've been playing that before this D3 season. And then Path of Exile 2, which is coming out, I think, next year, is looking really, really good. And Path yep. of Exile, they uh, they really, really do this kind of game really well. So I'm if, if Diablo 4 turns it around, I'll, yeah, I'll pick it up in a heartbeat. Like, I, I think Blizzard does good with these kind of games. They stumbled out the gate with D3. So we'll see what happens with D4. So I loved Diablo 4. Before season one. That's what everyone says. Pre-season Diablo 4 was so much fun. I enjoyed it so much. And the season came out. And it just changed the game so much. And it just was not. Was not it, man. Like, I wanted to keep playing Diablo. But it just felt. Felt like every time I opened it, it was like looking at a wounded deer. You know, like. Yeah, something that should be so beautiful and so great. And then it's just so sad and heart wrenching about the state that it's in. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So question about the Diablo three season. Mm. Um, So the self find, is it solo only or can you with not getting loot play with other players? Nope. Solo only. Yep. Uh, Okay. And then, yeah, they they're adding that indefinitely right after the season. It's just an alternate mode to play Diablo three. I believe so. So season 30, my understanding of season 30 is they are going to do the best that they can, even all everything out. So everything is power level as as close as they can get. And then they're going to just rotate through seasonal themes. Um, mm. A solo self-find, is that stick? I, I I imagine it will stick around. That's kind of what they've been doing in the, in the past few seasons is like keeping the cool stuff kind of in the game a little bit. 
so I imagine that they will keep Solo Cell fine. I don't think that's part of the seasonal package this season. I think it's just they added a cool thing. So they yeah. also capped Paragon this season. So Paragon yes. is capped at 800. So again, that evens the playing field out because now instead of like being able to just grind to unlimited Paragon, it caps it, which actually caps some builds actually as well. So I know yes, it Monk, does. Yes, it does. <laughs> so I know Monk has been really uh, neutered to quite an extent because its survivability drops because they can't get those crazy high Paragon levels. So yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. D3 is a great game. I recommend it to anybody who wants to play a Diablo game but doesn't want to buy Diablo 4. Mm-hmm. Before we move on, Dan, I have a question I think all our listeners are curious. Do you have I'm the sure. easiest job in the world? Because you are a career, I believe you said you're a career advisor at a law school. So people just come into your office yeah. and they say, you should be a lawyer. Next, you should be a lawyer. <laughs> Next. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. No, um, sometimes they don't want to be a lawyer. And then it's like, okay, so what are we going to do with this, with this law degree? Right? So what are your career options? Uh, but it's also helping them find that job, find that career path within the legal field. It, it's a really rewarding job. It could be a super frustrating job sometime. Um, but yeah, we, I started at, I started during the height, well, towards the tail end of the recession, 2010, 2011-ish. And mm-hmm. boy, it was all hard. It was all hard. I mean, there were no jobs. It was hard for everybody. Uh, the market's been turned around. It's been a really, really, really great job the past couple of years. Um, we've done, we've, I mean, we've done a lot of changes in our office. We've been, you know, a lot of self-reflection on what works, what doesn't work. And so things are getting a lot better. Um, finding work a lot sooner. Our employment number is getting a lot better to go. But yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, sometimes. Yeah, we do want to be a lawyer. Boom, done. But, you know, <laughs> like, like anything, though, it's uh, there's a whole lot of variance to it. So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I had to ask. But Doc, it's a good goof. It's a good goof. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what have you been doing in the world that is outside of Hearthstone? Me? Yeah, you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I've I've uh, I've actually been pretty busy, and I'm actually going to be busy this weekend as well. So I'll start with that. Um, so this weekend is Magic Con down in Las Vegas, which is only about an hour and a half away from me. So. Uh, me and a friend and a few of my friend's friends got an Airbnb and our passes and we're going to go to MagicCon. Um, I am hoping I can meet up with Papa Hearthstone Ooh. and get a picture with Papa Hearthstone because he had said he's going to be there. Um, so I'm very excited to hopefully run into him. And then I will get to see my buddy uh, Brandon Downs, a.k.a. Tom Locke from Swagoy. Uh there as well and if anyone listening knows who rod johnston is uh he has a friend by the name of astral flame who will also be there so i'll get to make meet him in person for the first time after him being in my twitch chat for a long time so that's super dope i always love meeting online friends in real life it's like my favorite it's my favorite hobby um because <laughs> it's just because it's it's so cool it's such a pure experience uh so that's what I'm doing this uh, this weekend as uh, recording today on uh, September 19th. Um, outside of the game, I've been playing a lot of Forza 5, uh, which has reignited my love for racing games. I used to play a lot of Forza 2 and Forza 3 on like the original Xbox and Xbox 360. Um, racing games are just so much fun. It's just so much fun to go fast, and it's 
just a fun arcade racing game to sit down with a couple buddies in Discord and just cruise, do races, whatever. Um, All right, Doc, Doc, Doc. I understand what you're saying here. Yeah. I'll try to get you on Play for Tempo, okay? We'll we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what we can okay, do. Okay. <laughs> Gotta go fast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, a real-life friend of mine um, two years ago got a job at a game studio. Uh and I can't remember what the name is right now because it's very close to his. Oh, Heart Machine. Sorry. He got on at Heart Machine, which is very close to his personal studio's name. Um, but if any of you have played the game uh, Astrolight Drifter, I want to say, or Astrolight Drifter, um, they came out with a new game called Solar Ash. It is on Xbox Game Pass for free. You can buy it for, I believe, 30 or $40. Uh, that game is super fun. Um the mechanics are super cool, so you can either walk around or you can like kind of like skate around the environment. And then if there's rails, you can grind on them. And the whole game is all like movement based. So they're all the puzzles in the game. You have to figure out the timing of when to do certain things in your movement to be able to successfully like complete the puzzle, which has been super, super fun. Uh, and there's voice acting and like dialogue options. And it's so crazy because there's just a little teeny small indie studio um but they've put in so much work into this game and i'm just very happy to play a game that one of my friends who i've watched his game dev career journey uh for so long and just get something that i can play of his that isn't uh in like a beta stage so it's just really cool to see friends succeed at what they're doing um i've also been playing a lot of undertale because blizzlet game of the month club is super fun um I'm still stuck at the same boss fight I was last week, uh, which is right before Act 3. Um, yeah, it's it's fun. It's, it's kind of hard because it's like rhythm-based almost, and then there's kind of a twist in the third instance of the fight. Uh, my car got fixed. Hallelujah. It's been a long time. Hooray! Uh, yeah, it's it's been a long time since I was able to drive my own car um out of the fear of it breaking itself not that it wasn't a hundred percent undrivable i just didn't want to actually make it undrivable so i just oh, chose man. not to drive it for a long time i've been there that um, is the worst that is the absolute yeah. worst you're like i gotta get somewhere but if i do i might not be able to get anywhere ever again <laughs> uh -huh. yeah uh. my my turbo failed uh or didn't fail it became unreliable uh, which the fear was that the turbo would destroy itself and then destroy my engine. So <laughs> stopped driving my car. How bad do I need milk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's finally fixed. I saw some friends down in Las Vegas this weekend, a friend from back home who I haven't seen uh, in about three years. And then I saw a friend who I met when I moved to Southern Utah, who has now moved to Vegas as of like 10, 11 months ago. Uh, so my car recently got fixed, right? And the turbo needed replaced and the coolant hoses needed replaced. So we got in my car to go to Vegas, me, Cortland, my partner and I, uh, sorry, Cortland and partner are the same person. I don't know why I made it sound like three people, just two people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we got in my car. I see. I was like, oh, I have the like the like defogger defrost on, uh, which relatively makes sense because the last time I was able to drive my car was when it was cooler down here. So I clicked that off. Right. 
And then we proceeded to drive down to Las Vegas. And it's about an hour, hour and a half drive from where I'm at. And uh, like, man, my AC sucks. It's blowing hot air. And so by the time we got to Vegas to meet my buddies, bless Cortland's soul, we were just dripping sweat profusely because it was 103 degrees outside. My car was blowing hot air in the AC. It was Uh, awful. Right. And on the way back and everything. So then the next day or two days later when I have to go to work or no, the next day, sorry, when I have to go to work on the way home from work, I press that button just just because, you know, like what what would hurt? Turns out I turned off my AC and just was recycling hot air when my AC was working perfectly fine the entire time. I'm so sad for you. <laughs> yeah. So what I had I was discovered like, that. I was like, wait a minute. I think I know what's <laughs> happening here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what I had discovered that after Cortland got home from work, I told her and we both like broke down laughing, almost crying just because we had suffered for about three hours in the immense heat of my car. Uh, oh, Sarah taking- would have murdered me. She would have just murdered me. They've been the end. But like, well, we had a good run. <laughs> like we we were we loved driving through the gorge in the shade because it dropped four degrees and it was 90 it was like 98 degrees in my car right it was like oh it feels so good right now uh so yeah uh i'm dumb (laughs) see i might have Uh, i might have just told her that hey um while you were at work i went and got my car fixed it's all good now oh yeah you lied right like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I, no, the, the, the I told her truth. The goof is too good. <laughs> it was so funny, man. Oh. It sucked at the moment, but now it's just <laughs> sorry. Now it's really funny. Uh, also, fun fact: uh, Jessica is my new dad, and hey, it is Twitter official as of today. That's nice. Uh, so yeah, I I have a dad again, which feels nice. Uh, sorry, Tito, for my essay of uh, what I've been doing outside of Hearthstone. What have you been been doing outside of Hearthstone? You know, I was putting the show notes together and I was like, do we have enough for a, a normal length episode? And I said, well, we're a little light here, but I think we'll be OK. I think I underestimated um, our ability to just kind of vamp for a while or just talk. But um, <laughs> when you go to MagicCon, if you can get me either Brian Brushwood or Matt Donnelly's autograph. I don't know if they're going to be there or not, but they could be. I know Matt Donnelly could be because he he lives in Vegas. I want them and I'll pay you for them. So let me know. Yeah. Uh, text me so that I can remember. Sure. Uh, so I do have a question, actually. I'm sorry. So this is like, it's like a pet smart situation. Is it magic on or magic on <laughs> or is it magic con? Very curious. It, so, so okay. So here, let me let me f- find my email because I want to I want to answer you as correctly as possible. It's very important. Um, it's very important. Uh, a magician never tells his secrets. <laughs> so it, <laughs> I have Google in front of me here, but I'm like, you know what? I think yeah. our listeners care too. <laughs> so it is Magic Con. So it is Magic Con. Okay. Yep. Isn't that redundant? Um, and fun fact. I'll get I'll get a cool pin for getting for buying a a pass for it. Hey, I'll take free stuff that you've already paid yeah. for. I'm sure they <laughs> they rolled into the pass probably. This free thing you paid for, but we didn't tell you yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Like I I'll get like my own like stamped card with like Magicon 2023 on it and everything too. But it's like that's not free. I paid money for that. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, Tito, didn't mean to. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's that's what we're here for. Um, so I survived Hurricane Lee this weekend, which by survived meant I put everything away like a good person to make sure that there was no damage, and then we barely had enough wind to. We we didn't even get the soccer games canceled this weekend. So I did all that work on Friday for nothing, but, you know, better than the opposite of not doing the work and then having, you know, uh, um, something go through my window. But, uh, yep. So yeah, my, my son's also playing soccer the first time he's nine. And so far he's had two of his three practices rained out and he's had two games. So it's been interesting learning on the fly, but it's been a Mm -hmm. lot of fun. Um, Yeah. We'll see. We're probably not going to get to go to the game this weekend because we have some things to do. But um, it, it's fun watching him. It's fun watching him learn um, as he's going. He's playing defense. He doesn't really like to um, run and attack the ball. But he's actually done really surprisingly well, given that he doesn't really have a lot of experience with team sports at all or even soccer. So it's been fun to watch him even just learn. I, I told him after game one, I said, hey, bud. I know it's kind of boring on defense if everything's down the other end, but you still got to pay attention because when the ball comes down your way, you have to kind of be ready to attack it or get there. And to his credit, the next game, uh, he got right in there and he was paying attention. He was moving. I was, I was pretty proud to see it. But um, Heck yeah. Outside of that, I've been playing Undertale as well. Um, when I say I've been playing, I think I played a day and a half of it. It's been fun. It's my game pick, so I definitely had to make sure I, I got some game uh, time in. Um, I'm at. Yeah. I'm at. I, I just hit a place called the Lab. I haven't gone in yet. Um, I don't know how far along I am, but um, it's been interesting. It's been fun, and uh, I look forward to trying to get to the end. I'm not. I I've gone mostly pacifist, but I mean, I have. I I, I apparently you cannot do a full pacifist your first playthrough, and also. Um, there's other things that have happened that I already know that I'm not, but I'm still being generally not, I'm not fighting very much. I'm usually just trying to negotiate my way through the, the game. So that's been fun. Um, yeah, but you know, that's it for me. I think, uh, I think we use up all our time on you there, doc. So why don't we <laughs> I'm ha- so sorry. <laughs> Dude, you're good. Just a little bit salty there. Well, we talked about you a lot, doc. <laughs> but, but you know, while we did talk a lot about doc, why don't we get to know our guest? What do you think? Sure. Yeah. Terrible idea. I think that's, I think that's a great idea. Dano. <laughs> uh, I mean, to be, to be fair, uh, I doubt there's very many people out here that listen to Bread and Butter that don't also listen to Squelch. I feel like we've leached off some of the audience that we've gotten from Blizzard or Squelch. So, you know, but there might be like three or four people that don't know Dano, so I think they need to know who he is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Dano, how did you get started in playing video games, and how did you find Hearthstone? Oh, man, video games. That goes back to... How far back do you want to go with video games? So, I mean, my first I mean, at, bur- as early as you on, can remember, I guess. Burger time on the Intellivision was my, the first video game I remember playing. My dad had an Intellivision back in the 80s. Uh, I remember playing Burger Time. It's kind of like a, I don't know, you, you build burgers. It's not much more to it than that. Um, but like the first so can, actual video game, let's go ahead. Can I ask it? Can I ask a question? Because yeah, about burger r- time. Roughly, I'm the same age as Daniel. I'm like two years younger than Daniel. What is an Intellivision? Oh, it's so it's just an old console. It's an old console with like a real dopey looking remote. Google it. Uh, it has like numbers one through nine on it and like a little funny pad. 
it's the weirdest looking remote you'll ever see. Um, but yeah, it's just a, it's just an old console, an old video game oh. console. Yeah, right. Oh, so it was it was an RCA like console. Yep. So you would just yep. plug it straight into your TV. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I mean, television. But my actual like first video games, I my, my first real video game other than like Mario and Duck Hunt would have been uh, Simon's Quest, Castlevania Two, Simon's Quest. Big, huge fan of Castlevania Two, Simon's Quest. It came with the Nintendo my parents bought, I think. And uh, so I had that and just played it and played it and played it. I was terrible at it, but just like beat my head against the wall until I beat it. And then had like the worst possible ending because, you know, it's an old Castlevania game. So you could just die and die and die and die with no consequences, except for the ending changed. Right. So beat my head against the wall until I until I beat that game. Uh, You know, a whole bunch of RPGs in the 90s. A big fan of the SNES RPG era. Uh, Final Fantasy VI is still my all-time favorite video games. Chrono Trigger is up there as well. Uh, Secret of Mana, just truly classic, beautiful, amazing video games. For our listeners, back when we were playing these games that Dan's talking about, we didn't have the internet to go find solutions to the problems. We had to wait once a month for Nintendo Power to come out and... and <laughs> and, and, and give us hopefully a hint like there was no like hey what's the solution here we if you couldn't figure it out you couldn't figure it out the fun part about final fantasy 6 there was some stuff where if you just missed it you missed it those old those old rpgs right sometimes you just not know a thing was a thing so i mean that really kind of like drilled in the like go into every nook and cranny you know go through everything and this was also a time of like random encounters, right? That you couldn't see. So like you would have to, you'd go off just to see if anything's over to the left or to the right. And you'd have two random battles, you know, while you're on your way over there. It was, yeah, video games were, were mean. Um, <laughs> but uh, Secret of Man, it wasn't random, obviously. You could see the, the enemies. But uh, yeah, it's a lot of SNES era stuff. And then during the Navy, didn't play a bunch of video games then again until really... Uh, got into tabletop gaming quite a bit and then didn't get back into like video games, video games, I would say, until until Dean was really born. Um, got into Hearthstone. I was it was a rainy day at my, you know, we're on a, at a lake cabin. It was a rainy day. So I downloaded. I was like, oh, I wonder if there's a game like Magic um, for the phone. Um, and there was. And so here we are. Heck Yeah. <laughs> You know, so that cupcake card back was my first card back. So in case anyone was curious, my first card back was a cupcake card back. Um, not sure if that dates me or not. I think that's, you know, <laughs> but yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, so I added a question because uh, I've always been curious of this and I've never had the opportunity to ask. What was your job slash like MOS in the Navy? Sure. So I was a bosun mate. So a bosun mate is like the original rate, right? There was two rates. There was bosun mate and gunner's mate back in like the early days of the Navy, uh, 1700s, right? Um, mm-hmm. So bosun mate is general seamanship. So a lot of like line handling stuff, small boat operations, a lot of chipping and painting. You'd be surprised at the amount of chipping and painting that could be done. Um, I was on a small deck amphib, so we kind of carted Marines around, uh, our ship could go like about they had a what's called a well deck. Think of like a giant, massive pool that like marine equipment could drive in. So we had marine equipment that would drive in, and then we'd be out in the ocean, and like equipment could go on and off. So uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, it was you know a lot of work, but it was good. It was good work though. So how many how many yeah. different knots can you tie? 
Uh, not as many as I used to be able to. I mean, I could probably reliably, I could still tie a bowling, I could still tie a square, not reliably. Other than that, like, good luck. But, you know, <laughs> other than those two, I mean, those two, more than that, you don't need much more. Like, bowling does everything for you. Yeah. So. Yeah, bowling's the, the, basically the catch-all. Like, I don't remember how to do it, but I remember it being important when I was in Boy Scouts. Yeah, the bowling um, does everything for you, so. Yeah. So, Tano, for those of, for those who are listening that may not know, what uh, podcast do you host slash co-host? And Squelch. how did that get started? Squelch, another Hearthstone podcast. So Squelch, yeah. So uh, it got started in the old, in, uh, if anyone remembers Dills from way back in the TAC days, it got started in Dills' Slack channel, really. Uh, there was, I just had made some true, like, honest to God, like, life best friends in that Twitch chat and in that Slack channel. Um, and just kind of, you know, over a couple of years was like, Hey, kind of kept on like pestering them and said, start a podcast, start a podcast. Took about a year to get off the, the, the ground and at the time. It was the only one. So I asked our friend, Nate, who is an attorney and Nate still won't come on the podcast. And then Enthralamon w- wasn't interested. Mad at Arm was the time was on hero power. And then, then this life wasn't working out. So that didn't work for him. And so I finally talked Magooch into it. Um, so Magooch and I started started Squelch our, ourselves, the, the, just the two of us. Um, and yeah, it was really just because we wanted a podcast that kind of, I don't know, like we wanted to talk about the show, but we also had ideas of like what we were looking for in a podcast. I'm sure you guys understand the same thing, right? It's mm-hmm. like, love yeah. listening to Hearthstone podcasts, but like, you know, I don't want to do what everyone else is doing, but I kind of want to do my own thing. I think I have something that people might want to listen to. And and then you slowly just find find your listeners. And we got a big shot from Hat, obviously, pretty early on. Uh, TAC was a real early, not TAC, sorry. Uh, Coin Concede was real early, um, like, listeners to Squelch. And they shouted us out quite a, quite a bit in the early days, which really, really kind of boosted our listeners. And just kind of, like, grew from there. I right? just kept on doing our own thing. Um, it's not always easy. You guys know that, right? Like, it's hard every week <laughs> yeah. getting this... You know, getting the getting the show together, getting it edited, getting it out. I mean, it's it's it's, it's work. <laughs> Sometimes yep. you're just tired, and you're like, I would rather play video games than do this. <laughs> but it's great. I love it. So, well, thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, so in the early days of Squelch, y'all were an esports news show, and now you kind of now it's mostly just the three of you talking about different kinds of food and how you enjoy them. Uh. So in your perspective, how did the show evolve from where it started to where it is now? So so esports was one part of it, right? So I so all of us were huge huge fans of the esports scene. It kind of what drew our like we became friends initially because of our love of Tespa. Wednesday night Tespa. Oh. Um they're just truly the best, absolute best. I mean the early days of Cora and Admiral um, casting tests, but it's a bunch of college kids who, with incomplete collections on camera, just goofing their way through Hearthstone. It was, it was, it was beauty. It was amazing. It was some of the best content that Hearthstone has ever created. Um, it kind of grew from that. So it was more than just Hearthstone esports, but it was definitely a big part of what we did. Um, really, what it was, what, what Magooch and I set out to do, we were like, you know, there's not a lot of short Hearthstone podcasts. We're like, what if we just did 30 minutes or less? We're going to get in and we're going to get out, you know, keep the, keep our lives out of it, you know, because who don't who watch listening to hear about us. 
uh, <laughs> we'll just, you know, we'll just talk about Hearthstone. Talk about, you know, we'll just do some like some ladder stuff, some new stuff, some esports stuff. Um, those first couple episodes, we were, were like straight scripted, like honest to goodness, like the show notes were straight up scripted. Like we just read them off our, off our notes, like, <laughs> and we were in yeah. and out in like 30 minutes and that lasted like two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like through over the years, it, you know, depending on, you know, where we were at in the game and what we were kind of, one thing we always kind of did was we did what we wanted to do with the podcast, you know, like, so there was a period of time where it was, you know, enthrallamon, mad at arms and myself where, you know, our, we really weren't always feeling the game. Like there was a parts of the pandemic where I was in some, I, I was really just not with the game. Just everything was rough. It was, I only just consumed one piece and that was all. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was just like a lot of just goofs and us just like chatting as friends. There was one episode where <laughs> I mean, we didn't talk about Hearthstone until the after show. Like it was, <laughs> uh, but you know, now we're, we're a pretty, we've, we've kind of brought it back around. I would say it's, it's, you know, this, the show is definitely Hearthstone focused again. Um, and for the most part over the years, it's very Hearthstone focused. So, I was very confused yeah. this summer when you started bringing the Hearthstone, um, hot deck of the month or week or whatever it was. And yeah, you guys, you guys were like, Hey, <laughs> red hot um, anger summer. Yeah. Red, that's right. And then it was like, Hey, this is, these are the cards you should take. And, and these are the way you should mulligan. And here's some uh, ideas on matchups. I'm like, what the heck show am I listening to? <laughs> we do, we do play Hearthstone. So, I mean, part of it was like, what do we, what do we bring to the table? Right. And like, when Enthrallman's on, Enthrallman's truly a, 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 an incredible Hearthstone player. Like, Enthrallman yeah. will bounce around. Like, he'll, he'll, he gets upset when he pops out of top 500 during the summer, right? Like, he'll, get, he'll hop into top 100, and he'll actually kind of live there for a little while. He's a truly great Hearthstone player. Um, but we all play. We know what we're doing. But, you know, we don't always feel like that's the squelch thing, though, right? Like, are we... Are people listening to us for, like, hardcore? Like, you know, can you are we going to do a better job than coin concede and explain the meta or, or vicious syndicate? Right. So if like, if we don't think we can do a better job and we're not really adding like a squelch, you know, spin to it, like, what are we doing? Right. So yeah. like, if we have something that's an interesting squelch spin on it, like red hot aggro summer, where we were kind of like doing like, you know, because summers are busy. It was like, okay, let's talk about aggro decks only decks that you can like complete your quests quickly, ladder quickly. Um, without having to worry too much about stuff. So if if we could put a fun squelch spin on like traditional Hearthstone content, it's usually what we try and do. Uh, sometimes we just do regular Hearthstone stuff, right? Like one new thing we introduced was was News Dormu, which was... Yes, that's one of my favorite <laughs> bits. That's one of my favorite bits. <laughs> which is we give the news, which everyone does, right? But I give an arbitrary number of minutes and or seconds for whichever host I have given the news to. So maybe it's Mad at Arms. Like, Mad at Arms, talk to me about the new mini set. You have 35 seconds. So Mac is 35 seconds. And then maybe I give something to Enthrallamon that's just completely arbitrary, some random thing that maybe in 15 seconds, I'm like, okay, give me three minutes on this topic. Yeah, so that's, that's my favorite. That's my favorite. When they have nothing to say and they have to fill so like three minutes of airtime. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Thank you so much for doing that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's obviously clear that you you guys do it. You do it the opposite. Like the most news, less time, less news, more time. And I have a bone to pick with you on this one because, <laughs> because 
I was, I was, we're not a news show either because again, like you were saying, what kind of voice can we bring to the game? And as the podcast, as bread and butter, I wanted to bring more of an educational voice or try to work on focus on getting better. And I'm like, well, you can get your news from point concede. You get your news from even squelch, even from what you guys talk about news. So I'm like, I don't want to sit here focusing on the mini set. We'll talk about it a little bit if it's news or whatever like that, but we're not here to give you news. You already got that. If you're here, if you're listening to bread and butter, you're listening to those other shows. But I was like, you know what? You know, it'd be cool if maybe we had like a quick, you know, blitz version of the news. And like, if there's some news that week, maybe we have Doc, you know, go through it real fast or something like that. And then you guys came up with Nors, Nors Domu. And I'm like, ah, crap. Now I can't do that. <laughs> Oops. So sorry. thanks, Dan. <laughs> No, don't be sorry. It's Yoink. like the best bit in Hearthstone podcasting. It's so good. It is funny. I love it. Uh, oh, oh, so before we move on, I remember, I remember, Doc, I told you there was one more question I wanted to ask, and I forgot to add it. How many different versions of Objection are there? Oh, yeah. Good luck. I have no idea. I think that's redacted. I did count this week, though. Did I you? did count. What'd you come up with? Uh, it was like It was like 19 or 20. I yep. can't remember the number anymore. I listened to the episode a couple days ago, but it was like yeah. 19 or 20 objections, which yep. is more than the first number of uh, <laughs> the first official counted number of objections that has been recorded. Well, was it an odd or an even number of the episode of Squelch? Uh, see, I didn't I didn't keep track of that. But Dano, I think that objection is the ultimate bit in hearthstone podcasting <laughs> and i love it so much specifically because i mean who everyone's love language for daniel sorted sheldon is to how deep under your his skin can you get and how upset can you make him with also knowing that you love him incredibly uh and i just love that it is sometimes different, sometimes it's not, and then sometimes it's way longer, sometimes it's <laughs> a little bit shorter. It's just, who knows what Dano decides, because he he secretly has a folder on his computer with, I'm I'm guessing, at least at least five different versions of the objection drop. And no matter which version it is, it's perfect because it makes Daniel upset so incredibly much. Okay, so this is oh, what I, Dan, man. this is what I need you to do. I need you to ask okay. Deck Tech to record one time of him saying objection and insert it into the middle of one of those. Oh, we did get he an objection. He already did. Yeah, we got He's an already objection. already done that. No, no, yeah. he, 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 did gave the whole, he did the whole, yeah, he did the whole thing, but if you get to have just like <laughs> one of the objections in the middle, I guess grab it from that, is just his uh, version of it saying like objection, objection, and then all of a sudden Deck Tech, objection! <laughs> whenever Gosh. we whenever we do get a, a, a deck tech drop i always am very careful to ask if it's okay to use it and he's usually very okay with it as long as you use it just once so he's like yes you can use it once and so it's, i'll make sure i use it the one time so yeah i love that, that yeah. When, when i saw that on twitter though i absolutely died though it was so good it was so good <laughs> Yeah, it, also it made incredibly me laugh. unsafe. I think he was driving. <laughs> yeah, it sure looked like he was. And you know, Los Angeles isn't especially known for like easy traffic drive-through. <laughs> oh, it's so good though. It was gold. It was funnier than anything I've done in months. I, I'll tell you what, the guy is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and he would have been somebody that would have came into your your um, office, and he would have been like, "What should I do with my job?" And you would say, "Make cards." It's true. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, I would have been like, you know what, you should go to, you should go right, you should, you should go right patch notes for Hearthstone. <laughs> but I have a lot. I do degree. have a couple of, I have a couple of law students that listen to the listen to the podcast. I do. Oh heck A couple yeah. that have that have found out on their own, and a couple who have who just like just been like talk about card games and stuff and found out through that way. But yeah, so that's always interesting cool. when they when they discover. Always interesting when they find out that you you have a Hearthstone podcast because you kind of out yourself as a bit of a dweeb. But, uh. <laughs> See, I, so I'm lucky. No one that I work with plays Hearthstone. Two people know what Hearthstone is, but neither of them play it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I mean that I think that's pretty cool. Uh, so Dano, yeah. uh, you are an enjoyer of esports. If you could help make Hearthstone Esports relevant again, what would you do? Sure. So I would just roll it back. I think um, go back to the Masters Tour days. I think it was great. Like go back to the five. I think it was. I I don't remember how many it was. It was five, six tour stops Mm -hmm. a year, right? Maybe five stops. Uh, A lot. So it was a points-based system. It was ladder and then also previous top 16s. It was previous like tournament finishes, that kind of stuff, right? So go back to that pre-GM system. It was great. Get it back onto Twitch at a regular basis. Like it was, it was so, so good. And it was, it was just natural, right? It wasn't like over, it wasn't overthought, right? It once they got, once they kind of got two in their heads about it, it really kind of stopped being really compelling. Um, I I'm fine. The current system right now, like I just don't think we have enough content for it, right? Like, I want to see more. I want to see this, those random people out of nowhere, just kind of like sneak in and then just like pop up, you know, and, and make a serious run and have that exciting moment again. And then I, you know, I want to see more than just those same eight people over and over. So I'd, I'd love to go back and then get, let's okay. BlizzCon is back. Yep. Get the world championship back at BlizzCon. Get the world championship back to BlizzCon. Like give me, you know, five, six, you know, big, fun, awesome, huge tournaments again. I understand they probably won't be in person because that was always kind of a logistical nightmare. But if you can get them back in person, awesome. <laughs> um, Pavel staring down his opponent is like, instead of like yep. thinking through his turn, is still the best Hearthstone you'll ever watch. Just like, just in these huge, big money situations. And it's just Pavel like <laughs> looking around the corner. I don't have my video on right now, but like looking around the corner, just like, just, <sighs> just like, just staring the other person down. Yep. Like that was amazing um yeah so i'd love i just roll back i don't think we need to like don't need to reinvent the wheel i think they had a really really good system in place i think gm was really really good i i firmly believe that if we had had a a single year of gm on twitch it would have been a completely different story Uh, i think youtube did it all dirty i think youtube did it dirty it was impossible to find um they just weren't where the people were right it's like having it was like having like a three Michelin star restaurant, you know, in a strip mall, right? Mm-hmm. It was like no one's going there to spend fifty bucks on and there something. Was no you know, advertising. It just wasn't where you just weren't where the people need to be. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, there was they did push it, and the and then the, <laughs> the special yeah, system oops, to start uh... off was no no help. Whoopsie, and and and. And 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 there is a world where the specialist the specialist format, which was in case you didn't know, the specialist format was a single mm-hmm. was one you brought one class, one deck, and you had like a sideboard, um, and then you played best of three with this one, and unfortunately, <laughs> it, so it coincided 
with just the worst <laughs> warrior warrior meta. It was twenty nine cards of removal, and oh, then it was so bad. Uh, one card which added cards to your deck. Um, at the end, it was brutal. It was just absolutely brutal, and so you just had these. Crazy high level games of Hearthstone that would yep. last like 45 minutes or an hour where no one did anything. It was just armor pass, armor pass, armor pass. Yeah. And then someone would win. And then they had to play the Warrior Mirror again. It was, it was just like it was like how it was it's almost yeah. like they were like, okay. It's like, oh how can we make sure nobody seven. ever wants to do watch? Do they play Doctor Boom with the hero? So yes, awful. they do. It was so bad. Oh, oh, do they shuffle bombs into the opponent's deck? <laughs> yes, they do. It was like, <laughs> we went from like Spell Druid with Yogg, where just craziness <laughs> could happen, to just Hero Power Pass. Oh, it was so Think for bad. 75 seconds, Hero Power Pass. Like, why are we roping? What are <laughs> you doing? <laughs> Don't do this to us. You can just move on. You don't need to rope. And to be fair, to be fair, the specialist format had some potential. They just put it at the absolute worst time with the absolute worst decks out there. And they could have done something different. They could have made it like, well, okay, instead of having a five-card sideboard or whatever, make it so that way 15 cards had to be different in each of the decks or something. Like, really make it so that way... I really like. I think the classes are a big part of Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. I think. I think make, moving esports away from bringing multiple classes takes part of what makes Hearthstone yeah. Hearthstone away from it. Um, I, I wouldn't have thought that before specialist happened. Um, like when they when they announced specialist, like okay, I yep. get it. This is something that I see what they're doing. I understand it's it's much more like Magic, which is a much more established you know card game, professional card game. I understand why they did this. I think this will be really interesting. But then mm. as it like evolved and well, as it yeah. happened, you were like, oh, this doesn't sure really does. feel like Hearthstone. The Conquest, I feel like really feels like Hearthstone. Like I um, I think, again, it's like you hit it on you, you hit it yeah. best second time. Like last year's standing was first, which you could just sweep with a deck, which is kind of fun sometimes, but like sometimes not. Um, but Conquest is great. You get to see all the different classes. It requires, especially when you get to like uh-huh. the, you know, best of five where you have to find that what is that not great deck that I have to bring and how do I find the win with it? How do I you know? Is there a targetable deck? Can I target a deck? Right. Those kind of things that come into conquest are super duper fun and interesting. Um, that, that we really lose with specialist. I, I feel like, so being able to soft target or target or find that most, most interesting fourth deck, I think is, is really fun. Um, really, really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh okay. So Dano, uh some people should know that once upon a time you were in a ska band. Mm-hmm. Um so first part of this question is when is the ska Dano footage going to be released? <laughs> Never. And <laughs> second part is Excuse can you me. tell us about your band? Sure. So it was it was like a college band. So they were friends from high school. Um, and they had a little Scott cover band. Uh, they were mostly, they were a punk band for the most part. And then they had like, in order to like fill out the Legion show, cause we did a bunch of Legion shows back then. It was grew up in, uh, in Nebraska, some small town in Nebraska, uh, the tri-state area of Iowa, Nebraska and uh, South Dakota. 
And they would they started a, a Scott cover band to kind of fill out the Legion shows a little bit. So like you know to fan, find out they would open with a Scott cover band, and they would have another band, and they would headline with their punk band. Um, and so they did that for a couple of years, and then they invited me and a couple of friends who were like really into ska and really into like jazz and that kind of stuff to join the band. I was like, sure, great, I definitely will, but let's change the name and let's stop being a cover band. Let's actually just write our own music. And so we did that and we did that for about two, three years, maybe it was a ton of fun. We That's toured awesome. around, around, um, didn't like tour tour, but we did shows up and down, you know, around Nebraska, South Dakota and Iowa had a ton of fun with it. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Recorded an album. It was great. So, uh, do you still have it? I have it. Yeah. Would I there? Do. It's on the internet. Is it yeah. really? So somebody, somebody, you know, knows, knows about it. Somebody yeah. I know that's not it. you. It's, it's, yeah. Would I be? Yeah. Which could be a lot of people because you and I know a yes, lot of the same yes, people. Yes, we do. Um, <laughs> does their name rhyme with? The quality is really a poor. Blaniel Dormage Meldon. <laughs> That's a wonderful question. I'm not going to okay. say who it is. Uh, um, I will look at the but, Venn diagram. Uh, but no, the quality is really poor. Know. And I'll ask <laughs> if uh, I could have access because I love music. And would love listening to a um, a friend and their music. Um, what did you play, Dan? Put the trombone. Yeah, I wrote the horn lines. Not, yeah, yeah, yep. Dan, yeah. I love you more and more <laughs> every day, my man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, Dan, everyone knows you're the king of comedy. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> is, is there a joke you'd like to set up now so that we can have you in six months from now to for the punchline i saw this i saw this in the show notes and like really i'm just so bad at telling stories that uh <laughs> it just happens naturally <laughs> i couldn't i couldn't set up a joke uh, now if my life depended on it uh this is a reference to the blizzlet goof where i was dan was like something something funny about you and i was like hey i almost died one time and they were like Where's the funny bit? And then I forgot the funny bit until like, it was like, I don't know. Like it was on a different podcast. I remember I mentioned the punchline on Squelch, I think. And Dan yeah. was like, what? <laughs> that is actually funny. I was like, oops, my bad. Because <laughs> didn't you drop that before Daniel was a co-host on Squelch? And then the punchline was revealed after he was a host on Squelch, right? Oh man, I don't even remember what the timeline was of me being on Blizzlet and him coming on. So he guessed it on Squelch before I was on Blizzlet. I don't remember. And he'll tell it like, like I was the one that asked him to join Squelch, but really it was the other way around. Um, and uh, he asked to join, <laughs> I, Daniel asked to join Squelch. Yeah. I mean, he says I asked him, but really he inferred very strong that he wanted to join Squelch. That's the way I, that's the way I believe it. Mm. Um, he was, he inferred it very strong. And I was like, well, I'm not going to say no to, to, to storm rage. Um, it, it is a rabbit hole worth exploring. <laughs> yes, it is. yes, it is. It is a rabbit hole worth exploring. Gosh, it's not, it's never stopped being funny. Um, but yeah, that was, I don't remember the timeline that exactly. It was completely accidental. Uh, it was completely accidental. That's... And mostly because of like, just the way just a guy in storm rage stared at me over <laughs> discord. I was like, I was like, wait, what was I talking about again? Uh... <laughs> Why are they laughing? This is funny. <laughs> that's uh, one of your, one of my favorite bits of yours, Dano. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, more music related questions now. Uh, have you listened to the new Dury album, Suburban Legend? 
Oh man, I <gasps> haven't. It's on my list too, <sighs> but work is super busy. I've got like, in case you couldn't tell, I have like ADHD, like what? all the ADHD. No. And so <laughs> I know, right? It's a big surprise to everybody who's ever met me. Um, and really, I can't. What, Dan, Dan, what you helps do a, me? Yeah, you do, yeah. A you do a Hearthstone podcast. Of course, you have ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's pretty good. That's a good statement. Um, and and uh, uh, metal helps me uh, uh. Uh, concentrate. So, so like when I really need to like actually be like dialed in at work, I I listen to metal, and it just it. Like just like the like metal or like really heavy uh, okay, classical stuff. Okay, so when stuff. you say and Sorry. like when you say metal, what kind of metal are you talking about? Yeah, because there is a big difference. Uh, sure, sure. Usually symphonic okay. type of stuff, right? So like uh, Glory Hammer, that kind of stuff, right? So, nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah. slightly. So yeah, no, really, it's yeah, it's been mostly that. So, so yeah. slightly easier question: What is your favorite Dury song? It's a terrible question. I couldn't name a I couldn't name a single favorite song oh, of no. any band. I don't know any song names. Yep, I couldn't name a single. I think. So, what's your favorite no, verse of a Dory song? Does that make it easier? I don't know song. <gasps> I don't know lyrics. I can't. I can't. Hear, I can't hear lyrics. I have to be. I have to read the lyrics along with the song in order to actually hear them. Oh, interesting. My brain doesn't. Okay. Like, okay. But while he yeah. can't hear lyrics, he can smell color. <laughs> I can't do that either. No, but no, I can't. Lyrics don't. They. I just. I. Yeah, I don't. Okay. I don't hear lyrics. If I like read along with it, like if I read like the lyrics along with it. So if like the song I really yeah. want to listen to, like Unleash the Archers. So Unleash the Archers are a super super cool band. You should all go listen to their last two albums. They're amazing. Um, they're they're it's um it's the same story over like a like for like a thousand years. Really fun stuff. And I wanted to like know the story, so I actually just like pulled up the lyrics. And listen to both albums back to back one day, and then just read the lyrics to get the story of what was going on for Unleash the Archers' last two albums. Um, but yeah, I, I can't, I can't hear lyrics, and I don't remember song, song albums, uh, song titles. I, I couldn't name a single song title, that kind of stuff. My brain just doesn't, doesn't, that stuff oh, doesn't stick. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm, you don't, you don't, you don't. Uh, go ahead, Tito. I said, so you don't appreciate Queensrÿche Operation Mindcrime. <laughs> I <laughs> can't say. I mean, maybe I do. Who knows? Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm glad I learned something new about you, but I'm also sorry at the same time, like, because you're someone who I know who enjoys music. So I imagine that makes the the act of enjoying oh, music no. a lot harder. No? no, not at all. No, because I can I can, enjoy, I can enjoy the music the parts that I know and oh, okay. understand and love, right? So like for me, like I was, you know, in in band, it was like it was like the musicianship of the instruments, yeah. really, right? So like, um, for like I'll listen to like Unleash the Archers and Rush and like the drums, like just like both those bands, the first like the Unleash the Archers, not their most recent, but their second one, the opening song of that. Go listen to that and just don't be like, this drummer is criminally underrated. He's it's it's art. It's absolutely amazing it's beautiful and rush yeah. you know with neil pert like holy smokes right i can, just, I can listen to i can listen to rush so so fun fact i just learned the other day is that the flavor text for dance floor for paladin is something along the lines of well i don't think rush would be here yeah <laughs> 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 because it gives like me and rush and it's a yeah yeah, never mind. yeah so dano are you then someone who at con at live concerts watches like a favored interest instrument and just watches how they play it the entire time 
Oh, I was someone who danced at concerts, right? So like I was always either in the pit or I was like if it were ska, I was I was dancing. Um yeah, I I very rarely uh I guess with AFI, there was an AFI show in the 90s that I went to where I, where I accidentally like Davey Havoc and I like headbutted by accident. Oh, that was cool. kind of a cool moment. Um I was I was in the front row, it was this little 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 venue called the Cog Factory that was a fire trap <laughs> um in Omaha, Nebraska. It's a ton of fun. Um but yeah, usually I was like, you know, as far as like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um well, I mean yeah. I I want to let you know that I will be seeing Dury for the second time in November. And I'm That's very awesome. excited because I love them. And they're from your neck of the woods, right? Cause yeah, you, didn't you say that you get to listen yep. to them on the radio? Yeah, yeah. The current here in, in the Twin I'm Cities place. So, yeah. I'm so jealous of that. Okay, so last interview question, which is probably the most important question of all podcasting, Hearthstone podcasting history. So, Dano, is Magooch real? Very real. I was just talking to him the other day. One of my honest to goodness best friends. Like, honest to goodness best friends. Like, I absolutely love Magooch. Um yeah, and truly one of the funniest people I've ever, like, truly one of the funniest people ever. Like, Squelch became, like, a, it wasn't, we didn't intend to make a comedy podcast. Magooch is just that funny. Um, it became a comedy podcast because Magooch is just hilarious. Uh, and then Enthralman joined Magooch and I, and Enthralman just laughs at everything. <laughs> and so it just, it just, it just kind of became a comedy podcast over the first, you know, 10 episodes where it was just like, we enjoyed laughing more than we enjoyed anything else. But we did. Heck yeah. So, well, yeah. Well, Dano, I got a little bit of bad news for you. We are about an hour <laughs> in to the episode. It's all no, that you're sorry. Fine. You're no, 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 no. It's fine. You are fine. But the problem is we just reapplied to get into the content creator program and we need to get this up to 70%. So we're going to be here a little while longer because we have some Hearthstone things to talk about. And I think um, it's time to get into the news a little bit. Um, one of the biggest items of news I think that has mm-hmm. kind of flown under the radar is that Matt London has taken a position on the um un they 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 call it the unannounced but they've announced it so I don't know why they call it well, the unannounced. I think it's because we don't have a title. survival game. Sure, but they've announced it. They said, "Hey, we have a survival game," and then they say it's unannounced. No, you announced it. You just didn't <laughs> tell us what it was called. Um, but Matt London has been huge for modes like mercenaries. Whoops, never mind. Um duels Rip. arena uh battlegrounds he's been really a driving force in the the, the modes uh, even um solo content now he's gone he's moving on to that team so um what are, what are our thoughts on that because matt's been great but now are we kind of worried again about these other modes being forgotten or do we feel like he's done enough groundwork to um that people are going to still have their voices heard in these other modes uh, do you want to go first dano uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah and no. So like the, like the turnover has been like Hearthstone has done an incredible job of hiring developers. Um, and it's not the first time we've seen developers move on to other places from Hearthstone. Uh, I know they're in the middle of hiring a developer right now. So will there be large shoes to fill when Matt London, now Matt London's moved on? Yeah. But like, are there also like incredibly capable devs on that team right now? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. So what I worry about with that is that we've heard about a bunch of people leaving, like Liv left, um, a few other people have left, and we haven't heard about people replacing them. So it feels like a lot of the, hey, you guys can handle it, 
and other people absorbing the jobs while doing their own jobs. And there's only so much of that you can do before you start losing 100%. even more talented people. And that's what worries me is that are we going like we just lost Al- Alkali, um, not because of anything bad at Hearthstone, but she moved on to a different position. Um, but like we haven't heard about who's the new director yet. I don't think, uh, right? We I, haven't there was about someone that. So, who no. did some LinkedIn digging. Someone go digging yes. in and figure out who the director uh, is. I forget. I forget <laughs> the name of the of the person who had the tweet and the person who is the assumed director. But someone did LinkedIn digging and assumedly has found the new uh, Hearthstone director. Um, so technically speaking, like yes, there have been people leaving. Yes, there haven't been visible people saying, "Hey, I've I've just got onto the Hearthstone team." Whatever. Not everyone has social media as hard as that that is to believe in the year of our Lord 2023. Um, But, you know, like Dano said, all of the devs on the team right now are just absolutely killing it in in what they're doing for their job. And I have nothing but my full faith in the current dev team uh, in the direction that you're taking Hearthstone. And they 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 what the the pipeline is what like a year and a half in advance so it's going to take us almost two years before we get to content that matt london didn't touch in some form um like yes it is yeah i could see where it is worrisome to not get like not have like the visible like hey i've started here and like knowing that the team is full rather than it being like a sparse team Uh, but i feel like for the people that we know who are on the team or just people we know that are just killing it on a day-to-day basis. Sure. Yeah. But I feel like that that number of folks is getting smaller and smaller. And I hear what you're saying. Maybe not everyone's on social media 100%. and stuff like that. But, like, we lost Chalky. We lost, you know, uh, Alkali. We've lost Matt London. Um, I'm sure we're going to hear about other people moving on to other things because because the, they have the opportunities to. And we're not – it's it's not a one-to-one or a two-to-one or a three-to-one replacement of these folks and and that that's scary to me because like you were just saying, yeah, Matt, they may be a year and a half out. Great. And maybe the next year and a half is gonna be great for duels and for arena, but what happens after that when mm-hmm. there's nobody keeping up with that and all that? So um I, I think it's Matt was a, a a person that really heard the community and really um was active, especially for like those communities, the arena community, the duels community that doesn't really feel heard. And he changed that. So I'm worried specifically about them. And I, I know there's worries. There's already worry right now before he even announced this, that arena is having some major issues and, and becoming stagnant and content creators like judge and other people are starting to diversify more and get away from arena. So I feel like, like arena's not in a great spot and, you know, yeah. losing the main person in that is scary. Yeah, no, and that's fair. I, I agree. I know, I know that in Thrallman and I talked about talked about uh, duels quite a bit on Squelch and how how stagnant it feels because it does feel stagnant. Like duels hasn't really got a really true update in quite a bit, and so yeah, no, hundred percent. What you're saying is one hundred percent accurate, and like that team needs to make sure that it's full because it is very very successful. And uh, while I trust the devs, I don't trust Blizzard. Yeah. Right? So right. yeah. Yeah, that's that's the that's the unfortunate thing is we know that our development team is really, really good and very passionate. But then there's the unfortunate side of just businesses being the way businesses are when they get to this size. Uh, But I mean, the dev team is still super good. So 
no matter how large or small the team is, I still have like full faith in them doing the absolute best that they can with the amount of resources they have mm-hmm. uh, available to them. And we'll talk about um, the de- the dev team more in a little bit, but let's talk about the mini set. We have a new mini set. It's um, it came out. It's called the Fall of Ulduar. The whole theme is that Yogg has escaped from his prison and has gone everywhere for a while. There, he overtook social media, which was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> and Yogg out or something like that was great. Uh, he, you, it was a lot of fun for a week. And now we have this mini set. So um, we're not going to go through all the cards. You can, like you said, you have other shows for that, but. Um, what are our general thoughts on the mini set? I'm kind of excited about it. Uh, although I don't think it's going to be that impactful, all things considered. I think there's a couple cards mm-hmm. that are strong. I think there's a couple cards that are interesting, but I don't feel like it's it's going to have a major impact on the meta as a whole. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts? Um, So I have played a couple games with the Anomalies. Granted, I didn't play with any of the new cards. Um. I do think anomalies are a lot of fun, like, and I mean a lot of fun. Uh, and I haven't had any that have felt like they have drastically changed the way that the game is played. Granted, I haven't had like the players swap hands. Uh, I haven't had any like that, but I've had plus both players start with, or both players have plus one attack on their turn. Um, both players start with Yogg in their hand. Uh, and I, I forget the other one. I've only I've only had three, but um, you know, like not every mini set is going to be the most impactful when it comes out. Because uh, je- what they're doing right is they're they have this trail that they're leading us on for the for the year, right? And so for the first two expansions, they're making breadcrumbs that connect all of the all of the sets and all the classes and themes, generally speaking, they're trying to connect everything. And then the last one is a little 50, 50 where it can kind of connect to what's still out, but it's also a peek Mm -hmm. into the future of what's going to come in the next set. Uh, So things may not seem impactful now, but like when the next set comes out, we can be like, Oh, this card everyone thought was bad was just bad because the rest of its package (laughs) hadn't come out yet. And now the package is here and oh my, Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness, this card is way better than we ever thought it was going to be. You know? Yeah. I put a couple hours this afternoon, um, this afternoon, this evening after got home from, from work and got dinner ready then played for a couple hours. It, you know, it did not feel impactful. I played with I played the new the new Yog Rogue, um, the Tendril Rogue. Uh, I don't think those are good. I didn't think they'd be good, and they did not feel great. It kind of feels like you get them to ten, and then you hope that the pyroblasts go to your opponent's face. Uh, like there's a bunch of just absolute bust spells, and you don't they're and because they're not truly random, and you're not getting more than you have to work to get more than one at a time. You don't get that like big push of randomness that can make random really good, right? Like, like I think I said this on Squelch. Like, one random spell is bad. Ten random spells is broken, right? So, like, you know, how do you make those tendrils? It felt it didn't feel great. I won games. I lost some games. Um, Yogg is very good. Yogg is very very good. That is a bananas card. That's going to be in every single control deck. That is like, you don't take tendrils. Um, you don't need tendrils. 
I mean, if you if you're desperate for like something, if you have an empty hand, your control deck, and you're just desperate, you take tendrils. I'm sure. But uh, boy, that card is good, and that's gonna be in every single control deck. I think. I think that card is super duper. Think about how broken tendrils would have been in last season of Twist. Uh, when- well, there, there's a like there. It's so like that, so the part of the problem with Twist, right, is you have different design philosophies and different power levels, right? That's kind of where you see like Rogue and Warlock really overshine in Twist. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm talking they, specifically last season. Where oh, the, we the, had the, the previous one. Oh, sure, yeah. Because there were no, I didn't no, play a no, ton of that one, so. Because you were only yeah. getting the ones specifically for your class, right? So um, yeah. that probably would have given you just like the same things over and over again. It wouldn't have been very random. So um, I'm kind of. Yeah, I mean, it's not. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so underwhelmed, I would say. Underwhelmed. I, I felt that meta needed to shake up. I don't think we got it. But it's early, early days. Like, don't not be like, don't a week from now, don't be like, oh, Dan, you said tendrils are bad and that the meta didn't shake up. And like it, the tendrils are great. And the metas, I mean, I could be completely off base. This is off of two hours of play on a Tuesday evening. So like, don't hold my feet to the fire if I'm wrong. But yeah, I would say first impressions, weak and really not a lot of meta shift. But I mean, again, early, 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 early days. So. And I'm, I've been trying to do the Shadow Priest. Uh, I've only got a couple games in it, but um, I'm excited about the cards that they, they gave us, but I don't think they're going to be as impactful. Uh, just playing with them, th- there's the legendary that um, it gives you a shadow spell and does damage when a undead dies, but um, you have to have a board that has been that sticks or you have to um, have that stick and that basically has taunt on it. So, so far I have not had a lot of success with it. Um, so I'm a little underwhelmed, but again, we'll see it's early, but what classes do you guys think got better? I mean, I know we said it's been kind of underwhelming, but th- there's been some movement. Any thoughts on better warrior. Or, or worse? Yeah. Warriors. Yeah. Warrior got better. Got another tool. Yeah. Which yeah. Couple more tools. Which Warrior was getting better regardless, right? Because they got a bunch of help with the yeah. uh, with the recent buffs and balance changes and everything. And so, yeah, no, I uh, I for one will uh, bend the knee to our new Warrior Overlords. Yeah, that's what <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Yep, they I, I, they they are going to they're going to be the first ones nerfed. I nah, think, in a couple weeks, it's uh, going to be Hunter. Hearthstone just has it out for Hunter right now. Hunter's going to get nerfed again for some reason. They keep yeah. nerfing I mean, Hunter, but it's, it's still good. I, I'm happy with where Hunter is at. I don't know that Hunter needs a nerf really anymore. I think it's just a re- I think it's just a good class with a really good deck. Like that happens, right? Like there's no reason for an it's it, it's a good deck. And I, I mean it's been good deck for a while, so I could see wanting the nerf, like the nerf bat hard, but I don't it's hard to feel bad losing to Hunter. Like you lose to a good deck. You're like, oh, whoops. Crush is 16. They pulled it out. I lose. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? So, <laughs> Yeah, but I, I think I think the warrior cards are going to be nerfed pretty. At least something in warrior. Maybe not the cards in the mini set, but sanitize. So I was listening to um, Walk to Work the other day, and, and Ray was saying that, hey, sanitize. Yeah, it's a good card, but it's just something that warrior could already do, so it's redundant and all that. No, sanitize is a really good card. Um, mm. and, and the other one that copies a minion that's been damaged is just so much potential there. That's going to be good, but enough, enough being sad about warrior. What is the card that uh. you're most excited about from the new set? Dan, how about you? How about yourself? 
the card I'm most excited about. Well, I mean, it's probably Yogg. Yeah. The mini set. Yeah, it's probably Yogg. Uh, Yogg is super cool. I mean, it's 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 a different kind of Yogg, right? It does Yogg things without doing like crazy Yogg things. So like it does like the the same Yogg things, right? Where it clears the like it does seem that Yogg is in the past, different varieties of Yogg. You don't get the super fun, like crazy spell swings that we get with older Yogs, but it's still a fun Yog. And I think that's probably one I'll be, I'll probably play it the most as well if I had to guess, cause especially the kind of decks I like to play. So, yeah. Yog. And yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm going to say Yog. Yog is just one of the like Hearthstone goat cards, you know, like he's just a very, very fun card in Hearthstone, a very fun character in Hearthstone. And I'm glad he broke out because it's been it's been a long time without having having Yagri on standard, and I'm excited to get to play with my tentacle boy. <laughs> I'm a little different direction. I mean, now I'm very excited for Yog, but I'm kind of excited for Connectivity, which is a two mana shaman spell that um, also targets the um, adjacent minions. So this is um, what Z- Zentimo on a spell, and I, I I think there's going to be some shenanigans had by that. I think we're going to see some some Ragnaros uh, decks happen in there where you get the um, you play this plus uh, Jive Insect or or something along those lines and get the multiple rags early. I think it's going to be fun. I think there's some potential there. I think we're going to see Edelweiss do some interesting things with it as well. But, <laughs> yeah. um, um, I don't know. I I I I think we've already talked about the cards that'll tilt us. I think I think the warrior cards are just gonna really kind of go there. I think it's. Uh, I think we should probably move on to the main topic. What do you think tonight, Doc? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. <laughs> An hour so, and seventeen minutes in. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. You're no, welcome. Hey, Dano, so we love it. You've been you've been so great. It's been so much fun already. So thank you. So I'm gonna give you guys a little behind baseball. The reason why Dan is on tonight is because I saw anomalies and Dan is typically a lover of things. Yog and, and randomness and Yog box and like, Hey, I could take exact lethal or I can play the Yog box. I'll play the Yog box. It used mm-hmm. to be a thing on his stream and everything. So it's true. my thought was, I was like, Hey, we'll have Dan on. Dan's going to be like, Oh, I can't wait to play anomalies. Cause they are, they're going to spice up the game. It's randomness. And I said, Hey, what are your thoughts on anomalies? He's like, yeah, I don't know yet. We'll see. <laughs> well, that was not that was not the response I was expecting. But um um Dan, why don't you for our listeners, why don't you ex- describe anomalies for them, if you may. Sure. So it's an effect that starts a random of random effect that affects both players, happens at the beginning of the game. Um it is both players have the same thing happen to them. And yeah, it, it can affect the game as little as both players' cards are golden, or it can affect the game where both players have like upgraded hero power, right? So it's like become super powerful stuff, or or pretty or nothing. So yeah, it's just like a random little thing that happens at the beginning of the game. I'm actually a little disappointed because they have that one you were just talking about, your eyes betray you, which is both players' cards start golden. I think if you were playing with an all golden deck, your 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 deck should be plain. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. That'd be the ultimate flex. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would specifically be targeting targeting just a couple people, like, like Matt. Uh, blister guy. But yeah, Matt, <laughs> <laughs> blister guy. Yeah. 
so so for right now for this first week anomalies are in 100 of the games um and then for the rest of the next month and a half or so it's 25 um, there's also a card chogal which came in the mini set that will trigger a anomaly 25 percent of the time and then if both players have chogal then you definitely have an anomaly and if there's a chance, depending on which week it is, that you may get two anomalies if both people are playing Cho'Gal and is another anomaly. So, um, they're interesting. They're here now. Um, we've all got a chance to play with them a little bit. So, what, um, what were your thoughts? Let's start with Dan. Dan, what were your thoughts ahead of this? I think we already talked about it a little bit, but and now that you had a chance to try them, what are your thoughts now? So ahead of it, I really was trying to keep an open mind on it. Like I, I don't like this kind of stuff in standard. I like it when I can control it and I want to do it like, and I can impose my crazes on somebody else. Um, but having imposed crazes on both players in standard, which is the more sane mode, it felt like it wasn't a great fit. Um, but I also, I don't know what the devs know. And so I'm not going to make that a assumption right from the word go that this is going to suck. I don't know. Um, playing with it. I would say for the most part, very little impact on the game. I did have one game where I was playing a warrior and we had the upgraded hero powers that turned into a nothing game because they just tanked up every turn. And that was unfun. <laughs> so, so that wasn't great. But uh, other than that, I would say, so I've had, I think I've had seven or eight of these looking at them already. And you know, the, like the discover new hero power was interesting um, the upgraded hero power is a bit of a bummer. I was playing rogue. They Ooh. were playing warrior. That yeah. wasn't equal. Um, <laughs> uh, like both players getting the gear shift in their opening hand. It's actually really interesting when you play it, you know? So, so yeah, I would say for the most part, it's not really impacting the game a whole lot. So fine. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I don't. Dislike it. Now there are gonna be times when like you're gonna both players are gonna start with Yogg in their hand and then like it's gonna decide a game and that's gonna feel real crummy. Um so so that kind of stuff where like the game is out of it doesn't feel for me, standard doesn't feel the place for that. But I also understand why they're doing it. It is just for the week. And then I, I don't know if I'm a big fan of it, of like the the small percentage chance of it happening to the end of the next expansion or not. Um I'll know more after this week is over. Um, but I like the idea of being able to put Chogall in your deck, right? And being able to enforce that on the other player. That's fun for me. Um, like, you know, being able to make the other player uncomfortable is part of the fun of Hearthstone. And so like a card like Chogall can make the other player uncomfortable. And that's kind of fun. And, uh, both people are having Chogall to make it a hundred percent chance. That's also, that's also great. That's super good flavor. So yeah, I, you know, I'm, I don't hate them so far. They've been for the most part, not, not a whole lot of impact on the game. Yeah. You want to make people uncomfortable, but you don't really play a whole lot of control priests. So I'm confused. <laughs> um, I do play because control priests is for smart people. I play like control mage and control shaman, where where the where the dum dums go to play control. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> how about Doc yourself? What are your thoughts? Huh? Um, ahead of time and going into it now. Yeah. So ahead. Of, I mean, I really liked anomalies in battlegrounds. Uh, Granted, before today, we only got three anomalies uh, revealed to us. Um, I was optimistically hopeful, uh, just because that's kind of just how I am to a to a personal fault. Um, 
So I was excited to what the anomalies could bring. And then after playing with the anomalies, um, not underwhelmed per se. Like that's the, that, that feels like too heavy of a, of like a phrase. And I can't think of like the right phrase. Well, yes, yeah, exactly. I, I am just whelmed. <laughs> um, which I, there is one point where I like looked up where the phrase overwhelmed and underwhelmed came from. It was like the, it was like the filling <laughs> of a trench with water or something like that. It was very similar <laughs> to that concept, but yeah, just, just whelmed. Like they're, they can be fun. There's also times where it feels like it does absolutely nothing. Um, I feel like the one that had affected the game the most, I was playing control. I was playing, not control warrior. I was playing Mechro versus a control warrior and start. And it was the both players have one attack, one extra attack uh, on their turn. Um, so it let me get in a little bit more chip damage. And by a little bit, I mean like maybe four, and I still won by like turn six or seven, which unfortunately control warrior doesn't really start to pop off to like turn eight, nine, ten when they can start comboing off and getting their OTK and stuff in. Um, and the one that literally felt like it did absolutely nothing was discovering a hero power. I was mech rogue and discovered the death knight hero power and used it zero times and still won by turn six. <laughs> Um, with no new cards, by the way. So, I mean, sorry if that's a little bit degenerate, but it's just the list I was running didn't have any new cards, and so I didn't take any out to put in to try to make something with new cards. Because um, I've still never got the uh, got the orange icon, or what do you call what do you call legend, Dano? Legend, the like the class. Yeah, because like you because you're. Sorry, you're colorblind, right? So when you see when when oh, you see so legend, like, what do you call it for yourself? Legend looks like legend. I call it legend, but like shiniest silver is like whatever like the rank before legend is. I call it shiniest silver because they're all silver and they're just all like different varies of shiny silver. So I'll say like the shiniest silver is whatever is uh, okay. before legend. Um yeah, so, yeah, so I'm yeah. currently second shiniest silver and I've never been I've never <laughs> been legend. So not like I like I honestly don't have a lot of time to try to push for that on a regular basis. Um, I've just been playing a list that I know that works for me and I know how to play it. And so I've just been playing it. Yeah. So it has no new cards. Uh, but I guess, sorry, the long of the short of it is uh, I think anomalies are fun. They're not as impactful as I had originally hoped. Granted, I haven't high rolled into any of the the more high rolly ones. Uh, but I think they add a fun flair to standard. I understand the sentiment of them adding a layer to the game that feels forced upon because they kind they are, um, but it's only for a week and then it becomes not a guaranteed chance of it happening. Granted, if you both run Shogal mm -hmm. or one of you run Shogal, it kind of changes it a little bit, but it's something we have to deal with now till next week. And then after that, it's it'll happen every once in a while. And I think that's OK. I think having this kind of crazy stuff in standard is good if it's not constant. So this week, yeah, there's going to be some growing pains and stuff with standard. But overall, I think the devs being willing to try this and experiment with the standard experience is a good idea. Because it's very possible that sure. this could technically be a, like a test run or a precursor for something that could affect us in a future expansion. I say one one of these that the anomalies that really caught me off guard for being very impactful. I ran into Opportunity Knox, 
which is the first card drawn on a player's turn Ooh. is one they can afford yeah. to play. When you're playing rogue, that's a whole lot of zero cost spells <laughs> than nothing. Um, so like that is a bummer. Like I got that. I was like, okay, this will be really interesting. And I'll play against like a druid that just curved through their deck. And I'm like, oh, look at the prep. Sweet. <laughs> like, I really need to start drawing other stuff here. Um, yeah, because like part of like what you're doing with Rogue is cheating stuff out with those cards. And when you don't draw the cards, you can cheat out with your cheat out cards because you can't play them on your turn. You never get to those cards. It was it was interesting. It was just the one game. So I can't say for sure that like it's not going to be different next time I play it. But that one felt very it felt surprisingly like I was like, okay, this would be interesting. And I was like, oh, it's not something that costs <laughs> that much. Like on turn three, you're not drawing a three cost spell on t- turn three. You're drawing prep and you're like, oh, yeah, I really didn't need another prep. Cause I already have a prep in my hand. Yeah. That certainly <laughs> sounds like a very bad low roll, my man. And I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I needed, I needed a fan of knives. Where was the fan of knives? I think I, I'll be, I think I won that game. If, I, if I'm being honest, I oh, think I still yeah, won that game, go. but um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's still, uh, it was one of those ones, but, but that rogue deck that I was playing, it's like the, it just draws so quick. It's all that deck does. So like, it didn't really impact a whole lot because I just drew so much, but, but yeah, it was, it felt, it felt awkward. And I was like, eh, but maybe that's the point, right? Yeah. Uncomfortableness, you know, and in, in a comfortable format. Yeah. Don't hate, did not hate it. Did not hate it. And what about yourself, Tito? I was excited when I heard about this. Um, this sounds fun. It, it sounded interesting. The ones we saw were, um, interesting yog in hand and stuff like that. And, you know, it, it was, it just sounded good. And honestly, when playing with it, there were games where, um, I completely forgot that there was an anomaly. I would be on turn three or two, four, but like, Oh wait, what's the anomaly? Um, so I would have to go look. So I don't think they have, I, I, and, and core even came out and said like, these are not designed to have major impacts. They're just designed to add a little bit of flair, a little bit of spice, and I, I think they're true to form there. I think they did a very good job of giving us things that possibly... I mean, you have the occasional outlier, like, hey, that warrior got tanked up or whatever. But for the most part, um, <laughs> they just... <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> but but to your point before where you said, well, if, if you both get Yogg, Yogg's going to win the game or something like that. Um, I had that particular matchup and I was losing. And, well, I tried to play Yogg and Yogg didn't save me and I lost anyway. So, um, <laughs> oh, praise be to Yog. <laughs> praise be to Yog. So, so I, I think that they accomplished just to give a little bit something different, maybe a little more to think about, and not. So, so this was going to lead into our our next question, which is, um, the fe- these things affect both players, and there's been so much negativity by the vocal minority on Twitter and Reddit and whatever about, you know, hey, I can't believe they're doing this and, you know, this is going to affect the game, it's going to change things, and but it affects both players. And there's no way to plan into them. There's no way to say, well, I'm going to play aggro because that's clearly going to be the right thing to do with the anomalies I'm getting. But you don't know what your anomalies you're getting. And unless your name is like McBannerface, Meaty, Dreadeye, No Hands Gamer, whatever, um, who cares? You know, it's... Like, you're, you're not playing for top 16. It only takes the top 16 in there. So let, let, let's let's bump it out to 32 per region. So let's say this is covering, like, there's probably about 100 people at max that need to actually care 
about how much this is going to affect their climb, right? So it's fun. Yeah, and no, I think I don't think we discount people's climb, even if they're not like even if they're casual, right? Because it's still important to them, especially if you only get to play a few games, and those few games get can get kind of like maybe not. I'm not gonna say wrecked, but can kind of the expectation might not be met because of something like this. But again, I I think you have to you're gonna have to look for look for the bad to really dislike it. But again, like human nature is, is to remember mm-hmm. the bad things and forget the good things. Right. Mm-hmm. So like remembering that tank ups when it happened more often than me remembering the time that I, I cheese out a Druid win, a win with Druid, right. Or whatever it was. So, but this um, is what yeah, bothered so. me the most is that people have decided before these even came out that anomalies were going to be bad for them. Yeah. Instead of enjoying it. So if you decide, Hey, I'm going to have a crappy time and you get to the party, you're going to have a crappy time. Because you already decided that you have a crappy yep. time. And that's, I think, a lot of this what happened here is instead of just saying, like, hey, the best part about Hearthstone is a digital card game where we can do some things that you can't do in paper card yeah. games. And this is one of those things that they can do. And instead of just having your mind made up going into this, if more people would have just said, all right, let's see how it is. Instead of making up that that decision before we went in, I think there, this could have been a, a net positive. But there's been just so many people that have been like, oh, this is going to be bad. So now they're going to just expect to be bad and they're going to have a bad game where they get tanked up and they're going to be like, oh, that was bad. And you. Yeah. Mindset matters. Mindset matters. Yep. Mindset yeah. does matter. And, you know, the people that can't find the joy in something that's different for a short period of time, let them be, you know, like don't let their experience like yuck your own yum. You know, like if you enjoy anomalies, mm-hmm. fantastic. Have fun, have a ball, play as many games as possible. And if you don't, you know, like I'm sorry that this is where Hearthstone is right now, but if you look back on it, you've had a lot of Hearthstone without anomalies. So let the people that have something that they enjoy maybe more or just enjoy in general, like let them have their fun with it. Cause it's not going to last forever. It's going to go straight back to what you, what you expect and what you want out of Hearthstone very soon. It's a very short period period of time where the anomalies are actually going to matter. And you know what? That's okay because it's only going to be a short period of time. It's not going to be forever. It's not going to be like specialist. We'll, we'll get to go through three games in, more in less than 30 minutes like (laughs) it's it's gonna be it's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay and just enjoy the game how you enjoy the game if it's not how you enjoy the game right now that's okay it will come back to regular standard okay so that's a good point though you just said that this will not go on forever but it will at least for a while because chogal is still out there so there's still a chance out there so this brings me to a question i have for you guys um so we have Nor- Nor's Dormu, which is, hey, if both players in there have Nor's Dormu in their deck, turns last, what, 20 seconds or whatever it is. And it's like speed Hearthstone, which I love. It's, it's a lot of fun. Now, when Nor's Dormu comes, day comes around and you put Nor's Dormu in your deck, it's very disappointing when you play your three games or whatever and the other persons do not have Nor's Dormu in their deck. So in that case, it takes both people to opt in. Now, with Cho'Gall, you have a 25% chance of getting an anomaly, even if the other player isn't opting in. And there's been a lot of discussion about that. We don't have to get too into detail about people's feelings on that. We've already kind of covered that. But what do you guys think? Should Nor's Dormu work more like Cho'Gall, where if you have Cho'Gall, I mean, if you have Nor's Dormu in your deck, there's a quarter of a chance that you play Speed Hearthstone? Or, and if both of you have it as 100%, 
Or should Cho'Gall be more like Nors Dormu, where it takes both of you guys to opt in? I personally think Cho'Gall should work, uh, Nors Dormu should work like Cho'Gall, where, hey, if they're playing um, Nors Dormu, you have a chance, maybe not 25%, maybe even like 10%, but there's a chance that you're going to play Speed Hearthstone. What do you guys think? Dan, why don't you start us off? Yeah, I, you know, um, I do enjoy Nuz Dorm Day. Uh, I do play. I actually, I, I think I had two, I hit two out of my three this last on the 15th. It was just awesome. Um, and there's also a bunch of fun in just getting to drop your Nuz Dormu when you're winning and they know that you put a worthless card in your deck and you're still beating them. That's also really fun. <laughs> but uh, if, I think there is an accessibility issue uh, to the shortened terms, mm-hmm. turns that I think I would not be happy about that being imposed on somebody, right? Um, like if somebody, like, I think there's some accessibility issues there that I think would need to be like really looked at when it comes to that kind of stuff, where if you can't make somebody opt in on that, I think that would be a bit of a bummer. Um, as far as Chogall letting 25% of the time, sure. Cool. I like it. I think it's fun. I, I think, like I said, make uh, games like PVP games like this. It's about making your opponent uncomfortable and about making moves that make their game plan worse. And if you can remove a hero power or if you can, you know, do something like that, that would might change their game plan. Cool. Cool. Go for it. Yeah. I think that's, that's, that's part of the game. Like it, this isn't solitaire, right? Like the whole point isn't like, okay, you do your thing and I do my thing and we, we, we don't really interact. Right. It's like, no, I'm doing things to try to win this game. And if I think that putting this card, that's going to like, you know, add this random effect to the game will help me win. Or have, or I will have more fun. Both valid reasons to do it. Cool, go for it. I like it. I have no problem with it. I, I don't think, I don't think many people are playing Chogall. I don't think these are powerful enough to really do that. But, um, but yeah, I, I don't have a problem with it. Cool, five percent. Cool, sure. Yeah. So for me, I'm I'm in the same boat as Dano. Like as so being transparent here, as someone who has ADHD and has known this for years of my life, um. Like, I like the idea of Norse Dome a lot. I like the idea of Speed Hearthstone. I personally cannot com- compute a full turn of Hearthstone in Norse Dormu time. Um, and so, <laughs> no. yeah. Like and I. so, it like, I, I get the fast chaos is fun, but, like, if if Norse Dormu were to happen as often as anomalies could happen with Chogall after the guarantee of anomalies uh, goes away... Uh, it would very quickly for me personally, like make me reassess my relationship with the game. Um, Cause I don't rope every turn, but there's some turns I do. And for, for some people, the decisions I'm thinking through may not be like all that crazy, but for me, like going through and thinking about the different options I have on my turns, like if I had to do that all in 15 seconds on a, 25% of the time basis that would change my relationship with the game a lot. So I like the way how both cards function. Uh, I like Norris Domu being a, both people want to play speed Hearthstone perfectly fine because that is a drastic game changing effect that both players agree upon by putting those cards in their decks um, and duels. Yes, it could be a game changing effect, but it is not guaranteed um, if only like if one or two people do, yes, there increases the chance after, after a couple weeks. Right. Um, but it's not something that will make it. Oh, you have 15 seconds to take your turn instead of 90 seconds. You know, that's my thoughts. How about this? How about this? 
give me a month of twist where the rule is Nor's Dormu effect every game. I think you'd have to turn off um, quest yeah, completion. Have to- I think a big reason why <laughs> Nor's Dorm mode isn't a thing is because you would complete quests so quickly, right? Um, and then there'd be so much like advancement to the battle pass. I think it's a big reason why we don't see like a lot of that speed stuff exists in Hearthstone. I think it is. They want the pace of play to be what it is. Um, but to turn the quest off, super cool. I think it'd be fine. I wouldn't, I'm not sure I'd play it a whole lot, but I wouldn't not play it a whole lot. That makes sense. I don't hate the idea. I might like it a lot. Who knows? Well, you're it a, is frantic. You're it a fan of frantic. Blitz though, right? You're a fan of Blitz. So it's kind of like similar. I'm terrible at it. Yeah, no one says you have to be good at it. <laughs> I still remember that game that we watched where uh, Trump uh, SC Trump was playing, was playing, <laughs> oh, and so he good. like he was he was playing for the value, and then he ran he ran out of time, and and he I think he won that game, but it was just such a joy to watch because all of a sudden this person that is all about value was like playing, you know three. Two seconds each turn, and it was great. Um, <laughs> blundered into mate, yeah, it was great. All right, yeah, so the opponent blundered into mate. We had we had another a couple questions here, but I, I think we've talked enough about anomalies, and I think we're getting kind of late here. Um, we told Dan um, we'll have you on for a short episode, and you know we're probably tomorrow. <laughs> so, oops, all talking. Um, so, um, Dan, what are your final thoughts on anomaly and uh, anomalies here? Uh, I like the flavor. I think it's fun flavor. I like Hearthstone with this kind of flavor, and so I like what they're doing. Um, I've kind of missed some of the old stories that we used to go with in the older expansions. I think this kind of harkens back to that a little bit. I think it's a big play. I think that they swung for the fences with it mm-hmm. when they did a real measured, measured kind of way of doing it. So I appreciate that. I like what this dev team is doing. I think that they're really brave with their decisions and their cards. I think the game is in an incredible spot. Um, do I wish duels had more updates and that arena was more balanced? And sure, sure, sure. That twist had more than three playable classes. Yeah. But I mean, also like, I mean, think of all the great ways we play Hearthstone. So um, I think for right now, I, because I was on the fence, is it going to like make me play Hearthstone more? I don't think so. And it's also not gonna make me play any less. I think it's a fun flavored text they did for this mini set. Totally fine with it. Have no problem with it. I am sure that they will, like adjust stuff quickly if they need to. So yeah, I, I'm I, sure. Cool. Two thumbs up. Yeah. Doc. Yeah. I mean, I've said it several times before. I think Hearthstone is in one of the best spots it's ever been in. And you know, like when the team oh, for sure. feels comfortable with what they're doing to take risks like this. Um, I think that the, I think that means the game's in a very, very good spot where they're willing to change the formula of the game. Um, and it's not, it's not a permanent thing. Uh, I just think that the the devs know what they're doing. They were willing to take a risk. I think it is paying off. Uh, and like Dano said, I also miss uh, like having stories within the expansions and the mini sets. Um, and I feel like this is getting closer back to that. Um, and I and it's how it's touching multiple modes within the game. I think is really cool because it's the first time where they've done something that affected standard and BGs in this way with two keywords of a mechanic overlapping like that, rather than just keywords on card text. Um, yeah, just very happy that the devs decided to take a risk. And I think that it's, pay- I think it's paying off uh, completely. How about yourself, Tito? I like it. 
I wish people on the internet were better. I wish they would not attack devs before they even tried something and, and realize, hey, like, even if you don't like it, just, you know, the, the, the people that work on the team, they're people. They, they want to make a game that we love and they love. Uh, I have some devs on, on friend lists and stuff, and when they're not working, I still see them playing Hearthstone. They love this game. They, they, they want what's best for everybody, and they want to keep it interesting and fun. So, you know, before you just have a negative opinion and start yelling at people on Twitter or, or Reddit, just give it a chance first. But I'm very excited about it, even if I don't think that they're going to be that impactful. I'm, I'm glad they're doing it. I hope they keep doing things like this because they're easy enough to tweak. They're easy enough. Like maybe they say after uh, three weeks or four weeks, hey, we're we're not going to do this to the end. They have the ability to do that. But just just be positive. Have fun. And and that's all. That's all. This is a digital card game. Let's do digital card game things. That's the entire joy of Hearthstone. But this has been quite an episode. We're getting kind of full, but Doc, I always have room for dessert. What do you think? Yeah, dessert sounds good to me. Uh, so, dear listeners, thank you so much for listening to this episode, and thank you so much for listening to our show for a year. Yay again! Um, Huzzah. If you would be so inclined, if you were to review the show, please leave us a five-star review. It really helps out with visibility, helps us uh, get out there and more people to see us, because unfortunately, Apple Podcasts and everything don't do a good job of helping new shows uh, become visible. So we rely solely on the listeners to help us with that. Uh, But let us know what we're doing, the good, bad, the ugly, because we want to make this show the best possible show that it can be. Uh, So just let us know what you think. And Dano. One final interview question for you. What is your favorite dessert? Oh, man. Yeah, it is a caramel apple pie. Oh, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to think about that. Yeah, that's easy peasy. So good. I love you so much, Daniel. That is the most perfect answer. (laughs) Uh, So, Daniel, if people want to find you on social media, where can they do so? So, yeah, on Twitter, at DanoPlay, the O is a zero because I'm cool. I'm not on Twitter much anymore on that account because I hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do go on there and I, I, I'll i make like, if a funny joke or something stupid comes to mind, I'll usually tweet it out. But for the most part, not on there a whole lot. Um, Squelchcast on Twitter as well is where the show is at. So that's where a lot of the Hearthstone stuff goes now um, for me. I I. I'll post that as kind of a personal account a little, to a certain extent as well now. Ask Squelchcast on Twitter. And then uh, twitch.tv slash Play Again, the O is a zero because I'm cool. That's where uh, Squelch record, uh, streams the podcast if you want to join us. Usually Monday nights around 9 central. So, yeah. And are you planning on streaming at all again? Because I know you were doing that for a while on and off. Oh, boy, it's hard, right? So, I think what the plan is going to be is like kind of like a squelch plays hearthstone thing with like matt and myself or matt and and joel and myself or something like that um i i'd like to stream again but i don't have a real good place to put it and you know it's one of those things where it's hard to fit into life sometimes so so yeah i i think you know i would say that like streaming hearthstone again is definitely in the cards like definitely give me a follow um like Hearthstone content does happen. But yeah, I, I would say for now, like streaming gameplay is probably going to be more of an anomaly. Eh? 
Then, ah, uh, then like a, <laughs> then like a guarantee. So like a week. So I, you know, a couple times a month, probably at this point, I would say for like, you know, especially in the school year when Sarah's working, it's really hard. So, cause she's a teacher, not that she doesn't work, you know, but it's like, it's just really hard to like, yeah. you know, make time for that and the podcast and stuff. That's a lot. It's a big ask. So how yeah. about yourself, doc? Where can people find you? Yeah. So you can find me on, uh, mostly Twitter, sometimes Twitch at doc McButt. And how about yourself, Tito? Find me on Twitter and Twitch. You can find me on Twitch at Tito Santana HS. <laughs> um, I, I, you can also find me on Discord. And right now, so we, we aren't live streaming these yet. Um, I know I keep saying that. We'll eventually get to there. But right now, we have me, Doc, and Dano in a chat room in Discord. And, and Dano's cam has been working, so it doesn't have it on. So he has this little icon there. And in my image here, Dano is like, looking up at my webcam like yeah. what the heck did tito just say so this entire episode he's looking at me like what are you saying and it's it's pretty darn funny but uh dan do you have any shout outs this week yeah shout out to my my co-host on squelch so magooch and thralamon storm rage matted arms um yeah thanks so much for like we're we're coming across episode 200 pretty soon and it's uh it's exciting and fun and awesome and it's those just the most fun people to, to take a fun little Hearthstone ride on with so yeah let's say let's say them heck yeah doc uh yeah so first and foremost uh dano thank you so much for being on the show um i'm glad we have completed the current uh squelch host lineup uh at some point <laughs> i would hope that we can get uh, enthrallment um and if they're actually real maybe magooch one day um <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for getting on the show you've been an absolute pleasure and i don't care what the length of the show is because you've been so much fun to have on it's been so much fun hanging out and chatting hearthstone with you um but I do also have to shout out uh, Cortland for enduring the drive to and from Las Vegas unknowingly without AC by accidental choice Um, because that was that was brutal. And she took it like a champ because that was that was so rough, y'all. We were just profusely drifting sweat because it just cars cars are ovens. And when you don't get to cool them down, you just you become a cookie. Uh, Tito, how did about you have yourself? the windows down at least? Uh, the yeah, we down? did. We did. But okay, I mean, okay, okay. that only does so much, you know? It's <laughs> <laughs> such a good story. <laughs> now, you see, when, when um, obviously I'm going to agree with Doc. Thank you, Dan, for being here. We appreciate it. Hopefully, it's not the last time we have you on. Now, when he says he doesn't care how long you this episode is going on, I thought he was going to say because he didn't have to edit it. Which, <laughs> as someone does the editing, that does matter, right? It's like oof. Yeah, and he also like he also threw uh, an f bomb in there somewhere, so I have to go make sure hey, I edit I that out. I cut it off like halfway through. Okay, it, I mean I it was gotta... started. I do say it was started, but I didn't actually finish it. Oh, I think it was finished enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're would, right, there you're would right. definitely there'd definitely be a quack <laughs> coming on Squelch, and I've been like, thanks, Storm Rage. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> It's all right. Um, like like I said, we we'll 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 take care of it in post. But um, no, thanks Dan for being here. And um, uh, I know I thanked him before, but um, my whole content creation I started uh, 
podcasting and I also started streaming around the same time I've been streaming now. I just hit my uh, uh, affiliate versary, whatever they call it. Woo-hoo. And I want to congratulations thank you and i want to thank pilot again because he's been my mod and um probably my easily my most consistent viewer and just even sometimes as a small streamer when you have one or two people hanging out makes all the difference in the world so um, oh absolutely 100 percent. yeah there's nothing like when you when you when you there's nothing worse than when you've had like a night where like there was like 12 people in my stream last night. I'm having a great time. Let's get back at it. And then like you're talking to yourself for the first hour the next night. So, um, no, thank you, Pilot, for for just being. He's on my team now with um, um, THL uh, Pro League and and just overall been a uh, a great supporter. So thank you very much. But anyway, guys, I don't think we hit 70%, but we came close. And um, <laughs> we tried. <laughs> we tried. But I think we're toast. <laughs> we'll see you later. Bye bye. Slide two brothers meet one another when they slide up to the mic. It's bread and butter with one another. Let's start up that recording light.